me, you're probably sick to the back arse of people telling you about The Wire. It's been touted as the greatest TV drama in history. I'm talking, of course, about The Wire. You know, it's the greatest TV show ever been made, and that's all you have to say, really. <laughs> it's a great show. What have I got to tell you? Uh, I'm a huge fan of The Wire. I think it's one of the uh, greatest, uh, not just television shows, but... Well, everybody... After a what we just calculated to be over four month hiatus, Ooh. where where were we for the last four months? I don't know. There was a lot going on. The wire just got too intense for me. I had to <laughs> take a four month break. I had to take a little break. It was getting too hot. The heat was on. Uh, it's been a hot four months. I've been uh, we've been traveling the world, solving crimes and mysteries. And yeah, you, you would do it. You're a, you're a crime fighter now. I'm a crime because fighter because of the wire. You <laughs> saw what crime can do to an inner city community. Is mm-hmm. that can do something about this. Yep, I've just been myself. slapping crack into people's hands. I've been exercising. Get a look at that. Well, you see if that? you guys can't see this, but uh, Casey's one of the strongest men I've ever seen <laughs> right now. Huge. I can barely fit in the room, folks. Yeah. How about that? Uh, this is exciting to be back. I didn't I was, I didn't know if we were going to do it again. I didn't know if we were, the boys were going to ride, and we're back. Well, we were doing one of those things where we were doing, like, if you don't know us personally, like, I feel like both of us don't want to make the other person angry ever and are very noncommittal, so yeah. it's like, both it was like going to prom where we're both like I mean I don't know if you want to do it again like I yeah. guess like I guess it'd be fun if you wanted to do it again. like neither of us wants to say that we, but yeah. we did it because the people demanded it They're no clamoring. one demanded it we're both begrudgingly doing this for you yeah. people my I just needed to get more uh, texts from my parents asking how to listen to this oh that's, your parents are great so that's what we were talking about before your parents come out to see all your comedy shows when I'm in DC yeah they love great. you they're great they're supportive my dad gets ready cheeked off some white wine and yeah. uh, very supportive it's really it's sweet so I got my mom come out to see me tomorrow she's gonna hear all the horrible things I've said about her and throughout my stand comedy career and all the yeah. truths I'm telling about my childhood that she needs to look in the mirror and think about what she's done to me. Yeah, yeah. What she's created. <laughs> it's it's going to be the reckoning. She's your origin story. It's so sad. She's so excited, though. And I'm like, I know you shouldn't be that excited. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but yes, welcome back to, like we said, uh, we've never seen The Wire. Uh, we've never seen we the We still wire. haven't seen The Wire. We've seen some of The Wire. Neither mm-hmm. of us. That's the nice thing about it is at least... Both of us had the respect to not actually watch any of it during the four-month period. Yes, I did that um, out of respect and not out of uh, confusion. <laughs> and <laughs> not out of being confused by the HBO Go website. Yes. Well, well, this this episode was actually – I liked it. So I'll, I'm going to be straight up with you. I I've, I watched this episode twice, but it was months ago. So I'm that's, excited. That's our new that's, – that's what we're trying to add here is that uh, – yeah, we both watched the episode. I watched it today. Casey Munch watched it four months ago. And what do we both think about it, given those time frames? You know. Yeah, so it's well, we're going to see different perspectives. I remember when I watched this, I was like, all right, things are starting to pick up. There's, um, there's meaning. There's purpose. Um, we're starting to get a little action. I'm starting to understand what's happening a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I felt the same thing, which is like, also, I, I really thought that we'd gotten through more of The Wire, <laughs> where I was like, until I looked at it, and I was like, oh, it's this is episode six. Episode Nothing six. Jesus Christ. has happened. Um, yeah, but no, that was what I felt, was like, everything started, like, happening. You could tell. Uh, yeah, like, there's also, I mean, some things stay the same. The The police department is has zero interest in being a police department, really. Just That's, mostly being, like, a place to be drunk at. 
it's so weird how little these guys want to do any work, and then when somebody is doing the work, how mad they get. <laughs> yeah, that's when you get so mad. Yeah, McNulty doing his damn job over there. He thinks he's better than us. Yeah, that's what, like, McNulty walks into the police chief, Raw, uh, Ray Rawls. He walks into, that's like the early part of the episode. He walks in the office, and he's like, hey, chief, I got these cases you asked me to work on. And the chief's like, I'm not here to talk about cases. <laughs> I was like, well, you're the police. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> You're supposed to do. It seems like, it's like work at fucking Cold Stone Cream, and you're like, we're not talking about ice cream. It's like, <laughs> we sell ice cream. We should talk about ice cream a little no, bit. No, no, no. It's not about the ice cream. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's I don't understand the police. They seem uh, it's a strange, strange society of men who don't want to work. Yeah, and just want to shoot people. Yeah, yeah. They're actually better. At least they're not. <laughs> they're they're kinder in the in the wire. I think. Which is weird. Like, well, I don't know about kind. Not the real one. I mean, I'm not going to get yelled at by a Facebook person. Sure, for sure, this. sure. But they, yeah, they just they just seem like classically inept. Like the same way that someone would like phone in an Excel spreadsheet or something. They just do that, but with the law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, sure. It, like, it's got, yeah, it's got to get old being a cop. We got well, the Tomato Boys. Those old, oh yeah, those old drunks. They were well, one there. of them's still in the hospital because he got fucking laid out. And then the other one just got drunker and drunker until that was this episode where the, like, I guess he finally got too drunk to be a policeman, which is impressive. Because he walks hard. in and they're like, um, like he's like, he's drunk at 9 a.m. And then finally, um, uh, Lieutenant Shift Commander Lance Reddick <laughs> calls him into his office and he's like, why did you even come in today? And the guy's just like, ugh. He like is Looney Tunes. Oh, that's drunk. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he like like the only way he could be drunker is if he was like, "Why did you even come today?" And the guy's just like, <laughs> and like bubbles <laughs> fly out. Of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's too drunk. That's right. He says he either got to clean up or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And also, that's how much these dudes. This is how much these policemen hate police work. He gives them two options. He's like, "Look, just like sort of do your job." Just he doesn't even say he has to be good at it. He says you can be drunk. He's like, "You can be drunk. Just be on the rooftops where you're supposed to be, or go to rehab." And the guy's like, "I'm gonna go to rehab." <laughs> like, I I hate being a policeman so much. It seems hard. He was talking about how he wanted to throw himself down the stairs. I think that's a reasonable way to go about things. So he yeah. gets hurt and he gets comp. Go for it. At this point, it's just like I don't. What what is it like? If if you want to throw yourself down the stairs instead of being, you just don't want to be a policeman. Just get a different. Just, he's like, he wouldn't have a hard time getting a job. He's like, I, I think, mean, he has clear heavy alcohol yeah, abuse. Yeah, well, but I think other he just wants that. to drink and uh, do whatever. I, somebody told me this story recently. I thought it was brilliant. This guy he was a garbage man, and he. Uh, he he broke his foot like at his house over the weekend, so he didn't go to the hospital all weekend. Monday morning, gets in the truck. First thing, nobody's looking. He throws a trash can on the ground. Pretends <laughs> he broke his foot. Gets works with cop. I said that's brilliant. Oh man! So he's just sitting there all weekend with his foot swelling up, <laughs> turning purple, just waiting for Monday. Just from that heavy garbage, somebody uh, threw out a uh, a bag of cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah. Really fucked him up. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, uh, I want to scam something. Yeah, I would love to just get like a good con going. Yeah, I said that to somebody. Did we talk about this already? What? Oh, that, I think we talked about it a little bit through those stages. Like, I said that to somebody once. I was like, if you could get hit by a bus just like a little bit, and it like you wouldn't die, you maybe have like a limp for the rest of your life, but you didn't have to work anymore, would you do it? And they were yeah. like, absolutely not. They're like, That's, what? Yeah, right. I'm right. You're sick. It's, it seems like awesome if someone just <laughs> said that sick. up for me. 
Yeah, I somebody would, else was like, that's self-destructive. And I was like, I mean, it's fucking fine no, by me. I, could, it, I, I think it's self-preservation because you don't want to fucking die of a heart attack yeah. in some job you hate. Yeah, you fuck You want to be home with your family. Yeah, fuck the rat race. I'm getting broken leg money. Yeah, I want broken leg money. That's yeah. great. Plus, limps are cool. You could have a good cane. A oh, sweet I love cane. cane. I'd love to swap people out of the way. Hey, break yeah. it up. Hey. Hey, come on. Hey, you. <laughs> just breaking up couples. Hey, come on. Break it up. Quit yeah, stop, stop. Just hitting people <laughs> on a park bench. <laughs> That's my there was this blind kid in my high school that used to nice. that used to hit people with his cane. Like, he wouldn't, like, he couldn't obviously aim, but he would just sweep it really hard yeah. and, like, hope, like, he definitely thought it was funny when it hit somebody. I would think that's funny. That's uh, one of the benefits of being blind. Yeah, one to, of the few. You get to hang out with a dog. You get to wear sunglasses inside. The whole thing sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> For every, every, I mean, I think every part of being blind sounds great. I've, I've seen enough. Yeah, I've seen no downside. Uh, you know, never, you go to sleep anywhere. I love sleeping anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, All so right. what about this one? So let's get into the goddamn wire. So, um, yeah, and that was, and the cops were talking about how bad the cops are. And then, oh, yeah, but these cops sorry. really do fucking hate police. Like, yeah. there's also the, the whatever the guy is, the guy that's like super Italian, like who looks like yes. a thumb, like an angry yeah. thumb. Like a marinara covered thumb. <laughs> yeah, just like a meatball man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does, like, because that's one of the things where, like, just someone basically informs him that he has to do paperwork. And he, like, flips out. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that, it's the, it's the old guy Freeman who makes all the, um, Furniture, the tiny furniture. Detective Lena Dunham, I think, was what we used to yeah, be yeah, calling. Yeah, yeah. And like, so he's like, they get some number or something. He's like, all right, we'll go down there and crack some heads. And the, the guy's like, well, you have to like see if they've done crimes first. And he gets like so mad his head explodes. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I can't beat people. <laughs> and then they beat up that one kid again. Oh, yeah, they beat that shit out of that kid. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, there's a. All, like the Rawls, the way Rawls b- b- behaves, which is like the head, the chief, mm-hmm. like that's one of those like there are people in TV shows that like I think that there was never a boss that was like that much of a shithead like in that way. And then TV shows invented them. And now like shitheads model themselves after that. Uh-huh. Like the guy that's just always like, well, I guess that's not my problem, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's, that's my theory. That's interesting. Maybe that's true. I don't know. I fear... I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and it sounds like Vince McMahon is that kind of guy. He's just a psychopath. Yeah. And, uh, like, you can't talk to him if he's hungry. You have oh, to yeah. make sure you feed him first before you'll have a meeting with him, yeah. <laughs> like, shit like that. So I think there's what's, people like that out there. What's that story? There's, like, a story that he didn't know what a burrito was. Yeah, he didn't know what a burrito was, but he eats one every day. So <laughs> he's just, he thought he just, he just calls it a steak wrap. So someone's trying to explain to him that it's what he's eating. And he's, he's just like, what? <laughs> what the hell's a burrito? <laughs> and he's choking down the You burrito. eat these tube sandwiches? He's, he's crazy. He's a crazy man. Yeah, I eat the tube sandwich. It's wrapped in bread paper. Yeah, it's a tube. <laughs> it's a tube of me. I don't know what he sounds like. That's so what he sounds like. It's a pretty good impression if you were a uh, yeah. wrestling fan. You know, tweet at us. Let us know that it's – just tell us that it's a good impression. We don't actually want your opinion. Nobody wants your just, opinion, motherfucker. Um, Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, also, one scene that I loved out of this episode was – when uh, D'Angelo, after he has he has uh, intercourse with that stripper lady, yes. the, the exotic dancer, um, he, there's this, there's a scene of him trying on like like different outfits for like what he wants to wear for the day, but everything is just like a massive beige piece of cloth. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. just like him taking out eight of the largest shirts you've ever seen in your life, and then like posing in the mirror with them and they're all like dwarfing him yeah. she has one of his shirts on and it's like a full muumuu it's like <laughs> not even 
Like the same way that, you know, when it's like a girl in like a, a guy's dress shirt, it's supposed to be like sexy and she like lifts her arms and you like see a little butt. She has a shirt on and it just looks like fucking Grimace yeah. from McDonald's. Just she complete lifts, coverage. She lifts her arms and you see her toes. Yeah, like she'd go to the beach and not put sunscreen on. She's just <laughs> yeah. covered. Yeah, the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s fashion, I think, is a load of shit. Everyone looked terrible. The clothes, everything was ill-fitting and yeah. strange and I hated it. And 90s making a company. The 90s are like fashionable now and it makes me sick. Do you think that they're? Do you think the clothing companies are like making better margins on clothes now that they fit better? Like when you're making jean coats, just the fabric—that's you know—that's true. You're doubling I, uh, your fabric usage. I would imagine so. I um, yeah, yeah. It's all about makes, the bottom line. Well, that's why they were very. Jenkos were very expensive. They're, they're like seventy dollars back in the day. Yeah, and uh, so you could just pure fabric. Yeah, but well, that was like ten, fifteen years ago. Now Plus they had loops on them. What's that? They had loops they had on them. Loops. They had funny pictures yeah <laughs> they had a lot of shit going on why why is a car this as usual we're actually not talking about the wire at all <laughs> why are car is the only thing that makes jeans carpenter jeans that like one hammer loop yeah the hammer loop so yeah i think it's the hammer loop that's it carpenter there's a hammer loop there's i think there's a few extra park pockets for like a tape measure or a paint paint yeah. <laughs> just loose paint in a pocket i just fill one of my back pockets with paint and i have a brush and i just <laughs> dip it in there <laughs> dip it in there and paint the walls classic carpentry my friend oh yeah uh there's yeah that's what else do i have i've had notes that i tried to do and i should have re- i can't read my own handwriting really that's crazy like, oh chris beluski's still a fucking idiot yeah plays beluski of course well he started to get he started to uh he was helping the lena dunham do the the uh, numbers. Yeah. And he's and starting to get hang of it, so he's starting to feel good about himself. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to get the hang of the most menial task, in the mm-hmm. w- and he's doing it wrong. And there's a, sure, sure. There's, like, a, one where he's, like, you see, like, Freeman, like, read something, like, Detective Lena Dunham read something out, and he has a little pad of paper and draws what I can only describe as, like, a fucked up square. Yeah. And you can see the detective being like, do you not know how to write? <laughs> <Do you> not? <laughs> and he doesn't, like... He comes close to, like, explaining what a payphone is to Prisbowski. Yes, yes. He's just there. He's like, you telling me there's, there's phones in the ground? <laughs> he's like, yeah. Like, well, how did you? He's Polish. What are you supposed to do? We're dumb people. And uh, yeah. uh, boy, what the other detectives were impressed that he knew what he was doing. So that's something. Oh, they got, yeah. They're, yeah. And then he like, there's that one. He, like, marks something not pertinent. And then Freeman's like, why is this not pertinent? Yeah. He's like, they didn't say the word drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still dumb. I did but... He seems to be have given the the role of like note keeper. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. What like you're gonna get to this and you're gonna like get to court and be like, here's the evidence, your honor, and it's just gonna be like drawings of fucking pierogies. Pierogies, sauerkraut. I yeah. don't know. It's like everybody sucks so bad. You just have to find some place to plug them in because of like uh, some kind of. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Just get some one competent person to be a police officer, please. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, apparently there's – and, like, even the good cops, I'm like, what – do you think that they're in this, like, Baltimore police station that they're – like, all the cops that we don't regularly interact with are just, like, regular good cops? And then there's, like, one department that is – you're either, like, you're all alcoholics uh, and then, like, most of you are just seemingly, like, confused at what you have to do and – Basically, it just seems like you thought this was like a Wendy's, and then they just took your application, and now you're a cop. Mm. No, I imagine 
I mean, I don't know if you've ever worked a job. I worked at, I was an ice cream scooper one time, and I came in. I was a good boy. I was doing my job great. All the cooks and everyone were, like, doing whippets in the back and getting high and shit, and I didn't do it. And then yeah. three weeks later, I'm doing whippets. I'm fucking hanging out in the freezer, smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think you, you succumb to the level of the people you work around. So I'm sure the whole department is shitty. Yeah, yeah. That's, I guess, uh, that is it. Uh, I don't know if I've, like, ever done a whippets with a, sh- a chef. Well, whippets, it's because we, cold. you know, we're an ice cream scooper place, so we all, we had all the whipped cream cans. So yeah. Just oh, so yeah. you're ready to go. So then would, like, but would the boss not figure it out when, like, all of the whipped cream is just, like, fucking oozing out? It's just Well, the boss didn't know. The boss was this old man named Papa. He didn't really know what was going on. And his daughter was the one who was, like, running the kitchen. She was smoking crack in the bathroom, so she didn't really care what was going on with the whipped cream. Was, yeah. The whole operation was out of, out, of, out, of, out of hand. Yeah. I don't, uh, I worked at an outdoor store. And they had for a while these like weird little some some company was trying to sell it was just can like spray cans of pure oxygen because it's supposed to like be fucking good for your oh, lungs I, see. I don't know and the, we just get bored and just do those That's but great. that was like healthy whippets we were doing like <laughs> whippets great. that gave us like more blood to our brain or oh, whatever I love blood to the brain that that store was hilarious <laughs> it was like man and they just kept hiring like. They hired, like, a couple that were just, like, hot women from our high school that, mm. and then, like, didn't even really bother to train them or, like, teach them anything about uh, clothing. It was, like, the best, like, this is maybe a deep cut for the real outerwear heads there. But, like, one person came in and they were, try- they were trying to, like, get stuff for, like, some sort of expedite. Like, it was, like, a trip to a very cold region. And, you know, they sell, like, shells that are just literally – it's just, like, a sheet of Gore-Tex. It just protect, it's, it protects yeah. you from any sort of inclement weather, but it's zero warmth. Yeah. And they were, like – she was just – like, somebody was walking by, and she's just selling this – they're going to, like, fucking Alaska, and she's selling them just a shell. I mean, like, it'll totally keep you warm. Like, no, you won't need boy. to wear anything under this but a T-shirt. <laughs> like, God damn They're going to fucking freeze. Costing people's lives just because they're hot ladies. Yeah. That's, Dude – we did have one cool one of those shells. They're like these really expensive jackets called Arcteryx, hey. and um, there we sold it to a cop in D.C. and uh, he busted a, a fucking meth lab with it on. Ooh. And one of the guys threw acid on him when he tried to bust the meth lab, and the, it didn't go through the jacket. Oh yeah! And he brought it back to us when he put it up, and that, that was like, dude, I mean, you want to sell a fucking jacket? Someone's like, I don't know, is it really waterproof? And we'd be like, here's a jacket with acid burns wow. on it that was. That's right. That was cool. I want to fucking get that acid tossed on me. As- I would love to get acid tossed on me if it, I knew. It's like it's like when getting on fire or like, you know, like one of those things where like if I had a flame proof suit on, it would be sick. Yeah. I saw my buddy BJ set himself on fire in the woods one time, but he was not wearing. That's a terrible place to set yourself on fire. He was just wearing jeans, so it was bad. <laughs> Did he burn himself? Oh, yeah, he burned himself bad. <laughs> we were trying to hide it from his mom, too, so we just got him in the bathtub. How bath- much of it was We just got burned. him in the bathtub. It, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. We got him in the bathtub. His mom still knew something was up because he was screaming <laughs> at just Did, the water touching. Did he use any safety? What, what was – lay out the, the, the method. Like, we were in the woods. We had gasoline and matches, and we're just – Laying things on fire because, you know, there's not much to do. We didn't have cable. Uh, so get your kids cable. <laughs> you know, like people complain about their kids, like, being on the, their iPhone too much. Like, this is what happens when you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Just lighting ourselves on fire. So yeah, let your kid play fucking Angry Birds. They don't choke each other out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that <laughs> shit, too. So we were, like, just lighting matches, lighting things on fire. He had a pair of Jankos that apparently were covered in gasoline. And uh, so before long, he was up in a 
cloud of smoke. Oh, God. Yeah. So. Did, did the jeans burn up? Was he left? Yeah, the like, jeans burnt up. Everything. <laughs> I think that's how his mom actually found it because she saw the jeans. She's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> He's just like in tidy whities on the forest floor. Mm, just was, rolling around. Yeah, it was, a, it was a rough day. Yeah. Well, that's like legitimately how like monks kill themselves. So yeah. Dangerous. Yeah, he was a very spiritual little boy. I don't think I ever like set myself on fire or anything. Oh, I think about the most time. dangerous. I remember one time me and my friend stole a – no, he didn't steal one. We had – one of my friends had – they like – fixed up an old golf cart that they found. Oh, that's, I love golf And carts. then we were driving it around the neighborhood. We drove it into a, uh, like, Whole Foods parking lot or, for, or something like that, some supermar- supermarket parking lot, and we started doing donuts in it. Yes, yeah. And uh, at one point, like, we're all in there, and the car went, like, the golf cart fully almost flipped. Oh, like, geez. we were, like, almost vertical. And then it, like, we're, like, all screamed and, like, stopped, and it d- dropped back down, and we had that moment of us all being, like, that would have yeah. truly killed <laughs> right. one of us. Time to grow up. And saying. then we just, like, tooled back to his house and we're like, let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> let's be good boys forever. Yeah, that's – this is – kids are safe now. They're on – you want them to be they're, – they're on Tumblr talking about, like, how to be more kind to each other. It's true. Instead of nice. setting everything on fire. Yeah, killing kids be in a computer simulation and not yeah. dying. You ever set a Christmas tree on fire? Not that I recall, but probably. Oh, boy. They go crazy. Really? Yeah. That's like, watch a video, view listeners, look up a video of a Christmas tree catching on fire. You will like never want one in your house again. Damn. They go, if you like stand one up and light it on fire, it'll burn like, legitimately about fifteen feet up in the Ooh, air, like up to like damn. telephone line almost Fuck. level. I don't know from experience, obviously. The Wire is a show. <laughs> it is a show about Christmas. Um. That lawyer scene was sick too. All right, what happened in the lawyer scene? The lawyer scene was um, when uh, uh, Bodie, Bodie, yes, is like back. He goes in court because mm-hmm. he got arrested and then walked out of a juvie thing, and it was just like yeah. this, this like extremely like like everyone else in the show could not be more of a caricature of like Jewish lawyer. That's like, hello, <laughs> I represent the firm of Ari and Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> And he's just like, he's like, I, I think my client just wants to be a good kid again, Your Honor. Mm. I think we need your help. And, like, <laughs> he is, like, the, he is, like, uh, like propaganda-level looking sure. Jewish. He's and got a briefcase full of gefilte fish. Yeah, and then he's just, like, and then they, I think they have, because Barksdale has some people in the police department on his yeah. payroll, right? Seems to so be. he had a bunch of police officers, like, write recommendations for him, and he just gets put on house, or, or house arrest with his grandma. Um, but like that was fun to just see that, like the level of organization that Avon Barksdale has. It's like even when you get caught and go to court, like you can still get out of it. Like it, you know, it's not. It's still like the whole thing is finding out that it's like you know people want to think that like dealing heroin or crack or whatever is is just like one dude with a baggie, and it's like no, this is legitimately an impressive criminal operation yeah. that has a lot of groundwork. He, he's done a lot of networking. He's put in the time. It's he's great. you know he's got all the right parties. Got to show uh, his faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. All the right underground. Yeah. There's a certain, um, there's a documentary I watched that talks about this. It's called like 87th Precinct or something like that. Have you watched this on Netflix? No. It's about New York in the 70s. There's this one precinct where like they started getting into like drugs and stuff like that and they were like going undercover and then these cops just became drug dealers 
they were just going oh, and yeah. were, like taking drugs from people, selling them. They they became complete drug dealers. Were barely cops anymore. And then if they like found out and like the entire precinct was just drug dealers and the whole thing like shut down. It was a huge corruption thing. It was very interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to do it, I guess. If your whole precinct's down, yeah, like. It's all, you know, one person has to start that combo, mm-hmm. but if you know you're on like an all hands, I don't know if they have all hands at police stations, it's probably called something else, and it just someone's like, look, if we all sell drugs, no one will catch us. Yeah, and man, then, it's, a, it's a wild shit. They're smart. Do it. Do it. Sell um, drugs, kids. <laughs> I keep forgetting that weed's still illegal in New York. I know, because it's so easy to get. For a while, it was easier to get here than places it was legal, because you still get to live. It's still pretty easy. You just call someone up, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. They come to your house, beep, 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 Give them the electronic money, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Use Apple Pay. <laughs> it's great. great. Drugs are great. Hey, that's if you take one thing away from it. <laughs> we're going to get an MA rating from iTunes. <laughs> Ooh, sexy. Uh, what? Uh, oh, it was uh, that was cool. This is see, like I think this was one of the moments in the episode when I was like, okay, I'm into this show for real now. Was uh, when Avon finally comes down to the pit, and they're playing like it's so cool because they're you know they're walking in slow mo and do one of those things where like playing a cool song while these guys like big shits walk in, but it's still just like a project's like courtyard, but like. Even though they're not walking into a cool club, it's, like, just crazy to see. You're like, oh, shit, like, this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it goes through there, scolds everybody, gives them that blood money. Yeah, it's the blood for, money. What's Brandon's the name of the guy that got his just truly, like, like James Bond in Skyfall level, like, tortured. Yeah. And then killed. Yeah, they fucked him up, um, that poor little That's guy. Really, they put him in a wicker chair and, like, They put his it. balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. So I was like, that's, that's fucking, I want to do that. It's funny, like, you think that the Skyfall people ever, um, like, I don't remember anything else from that movie, except, like. Yeah, that's all I remember. Somebody says Skyfall, all I think of is is karaoke and a and dude getting whipped with the on his balls with like a to- with fucking rope. That's how you, well, you know, Jay, you know, he's got some fucking danglers down there. If they go through the, oh, I, feel like mine, I feel like mine don't dangle enough to really, you'd miss them. They'd be whipping thigh. Mine are pretty tight out there. I got a, like a tortoise shell situation going on. Yeah, so. but it's good to have that now because they're going to drop, I mean, in, right? I know. By the, time I'm, longer. by the time I'm 70, I'll have the balls of a 25-year-old. Yeah. I'm very excited. Daniel Craig's like, what, 40? Sure. So he might have had some tight up there. He might have had, you know, elevator at the top floor. Well, earlier. I don't think they were actually lipping him in the balls. I th- it's just the character, James Bond, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> where is James Where are James Bond's balls? I'm sure he's got gigantic balls. He must. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe maybe he's a eunuch. Maybe he for the service of the lady. No, he fucks a lot. He I don't fucks know a lot. About. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what I'm all talking the time. about. And then Javier Bardem has those teeth that he pulls out. Yes, that's cool as hell. He's a bad Does that have anything to do with the story? It was just like a weird detail. I don't like remember. Some Wes Anderson type, like, also I don't have teeth. I've watched a couple of James Bond movies that are both the Daniel Craig yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty fun, but I don't really give a shit. I uh, hate yeah. fucking what's-his-face there, Pierce Brosnan. I hate his fucking face. Oh, yeah. I hate everything about him. Pierce Brosnan is such, like, a somebody that could get away with that shit in the 90s and now people will be like who's this fucking this dickhead fucking <laughs> like yeah, this guy looks like an Pierce. absolute shit fuck you yeah like it's still obviously better but the 90s were like the, the king of being just like a super shitty looking rich 
looking white dude oh, yeah. and everybody would just be like hell yeah oh, we're, treat, we're into it remember treat williams i hate that guy so much Who's treat williams oh he was like a he was like a bad guy in a lot of movies he's in a lot of 90s movies his name's fucking treat treat if that's not his real name he deserves the, if that's the name he chose do you become, think it's not his real name i don't know either way it's fucked up he should have changed it treat anyone who named him that uh he was the bad guy in the phantom remember the phantom i no. love that movie with billy zane oh i know who this dude is yeah 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 he sucks uh, oh, yeah. his Well, I guess Treat's his middle name. His name is Richard Treat Williams. He's no. also a children's book author. Get out of here. Go by Rich Williams. Just make a whole other thing. God damn it. <laughs> Makes me sick. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. Um, so, yeah, that boy guy, that, that gentleman got killed. Yeah. Yeah, so they left him out like – this reminded me of like when uh, the old joke where it's – I've heard of a few people tell, but it's like the – Someone's dad like kills a cockroach, and he's like, "Now we're gonna leave it on the floor, so the rest of them know what's up." You know what I mean? So yeah. like that's what happened with this guy. They just left him his body out, so everybody saw it, and everybody got scared. Yeah, but that, that that's like the old that's like always shit. That's like putting heads on spikes. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like making an example of it, of him for everybody. But it's like I don't even feel like. I didn't feel like anyone except Omar is even close to, like, coming at Avon Barksdale. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He seems, like, so powerful. It's terrifying. I'm scared of him. I'm still reading about Treat Williams. <laughs> no more Treat Williams. Yeah, of course. He was born in Rowayton, Connecticut. Of course he was. He's the son you. of Marion, an antiques dealer, and Richard Norman Williams, Fuck a corporate you. executive. Oh, my God. The His maternal great-great-great-grandfather was Senator William Henry Barnum of oh, Communicate, God, Connecticut, yeah. a third cousin of the showman P.T. Barnum. Ah, the and showman. a distant relative was Robert Treat Payne, who was a signatory to the Declaration. This is the whitest Treat Payne. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. this is, yeah, but it's like, that's always like weird when you can trace someone's like, it's weird to be like, my ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence because it seems like you're in a weird way just being like, get out of my country. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, any connection to the past. If you're a white person, you yeah. don't wanna, we're going to want to cut that short pretty, pretty fast. You my great-great-grandfather, probably not a great dude. Yeah. I actually probably skipped that generation. Absolutely. Any white people before 1950, <laughs> let's just not talk about yeah, them, please. Like, this genealogy things like Ancestry.com, it's like, look at the horrors my family yeah, yeah. has committed. <laughs> my sister wanted to get one of those. I was like, no, I don't want to. First of all, I don't care. Second of all, yeah. I don't want to know. Uh, yeah, like get, go back. That would be great if they had a family tree and then also below it were just like just a smaller tree of, of people who have been dominated and like their lives have been oh, ruined yeah, by those people. My, 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 one of my relatives is big into ancestry stuff and like looked it up and I went home and I was talking to my parents at dinner and we were like, and my mom was like, do you want to know who I found out are some of my like cousins are? And I was like, sure. And she went through three and she was like, she's like, first is like my like seventh cousin is like one of his like Thoreau. Wow. And which is like seventh cousins pretty far away. It was like Thoreau and then like Mark Twain or something. It was just like Justin Thoreau. And then the third one, she's like, and do you want to know who else I'm related to? And I was like, who? And she's like, I'm seventh cousins with Michelle Obama. Wow. And I was like, that? that is a white woman's jackpot. Right <laughs> yeah, there. That's great. <laughs> like, I'm pulling it out every day. Yeah. That's very exciting. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, oh, just get, Avon goes to the pit. Um, Oh, that was also great when he's in the pit because, like, he also has that talk with, uh, with uh, D'Angelo and like at the pit about his. And what's great was you're watching it, and even though it's drugs and crack and heroin and et cetera, 
he's basically having a performance evaluation, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. I just love that it's still drugs. It's like, uh, you keep this up, uh, we could start giving you a cut of the drug money itself. It's yeah. like, you're in a, you know, you're in a small, <laughs> we could put a lot more people under you, uh, give you more responsibility, keep moving. Yeah, I mean, management is management. Uh, yeah. You got time to lean, you got time to clean. Yeah, that's what... They should like. There should be more of that. Is if someone's like a drug dealer to the level that Avon Barksdale is, talk about prison reform. It's like get that guy, take a startup that's about to go under, and put fucking Avon Barksdale CEO. You won't be wasting any money. You'll be in the black in days. That's I mean, pretty you smart. Just got to make sure he doesn't sell drugs. Yeah, so you're saying put drug dealers in charge of multi-million dollar corporations. I agree. Un- yeah, let's do it. Yeah, give them a second chance. They clearly have organizational skills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, they probably shouldn't shoot competitors and like leave them on the I mean, maybe of a car. If, maybe if uh you know the creators of, of Microsoft would have done that, the Zune would have been top dog right now. If they just killed everyone at if Apple. They killed people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if they just blew up Apple headquarters? I mean it's an option. You know, with the way capitalism's going now, we're not that far off. All right, Eli. All right. Yeah, well, break, uh, it up, break it up. Yeah. Put a put a fucking rose on your Twitter profile. Yeah, no? I don't like that. So. <laughs> uh there's that, yeah. Uh, it was that was like, was it Omar with the kids? What was the? It was like, yeah. It was like Omar was talking to some kids or something. It was like sweet. I don't have a lot on this note. I just yeah. have Omar with kids. It was also sad to see um, Michael B. Jordan. I don't remember his character's name. Is no. he? And he has like that whole family that he's yeah. He's got all those supporting. kids. Uh, there's only like. There's like six sandwiches for seven kids. One of them, yeah, they didn't What did he say when the kid couldn't get? Oh, you're not gonna remember something. They said he did say something. I was actually just thinking about this today. I think about this scene a lot for some reason. Uh, because it's very touching and sad. I think. I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, really, you know, I guess it's a little maybe not that crazy. Like the Robin Hood sort of. Yeah, you gotta. Well, I mean, like you gentleman wake, criminal, but you gotta wake up early. You want the juice. Everyone else is gonna get there before you. you know? Yeah. And then I, at the end, when he gets the he gets that blood money for for because um, he was the one who called in Brandon at that pinball place. Uh, that's a cool like that. I want to know what happened where the guy at the pinball place is like he's like you arrested him. They're like it was like cops came in and arrested him. So clearly, there's either cops on the payroll or they're impersonating cops. Um, I hope that like. Do you think Raw? Do you think Rawls knows about it? About what? Who do you think is possibly corrupt in of the police? Movement? I wouldn't say Rawls. I'd be surprised if it was Rawls. I'd say anyone but Rawls and McNulty would, and the the lady. Those three would surprise me. Everyone and no one else would surprise me. Freeman would surprise you. Lena All right, Rose? so Freeman as well. So yeah. those four. I think that I think the really fat dude, the really fat yeah. Irish guy. Yeah. I, he seems like too much of a like a lackey. Like he's not like interesting enough to be a crooked cop yeah maybe it's gotta be one of the maybe it would be Rawls because it's gotta be someone who's probably smart enough to get away with it and now yeah and he really wants this investigation shut down I mean he's saying it's like about stats and stuff but maybe yeah it's got an ulterior motive I don't know suspicious very exciting I never even thought about that my friend yeah yeah Uh, but I like he got the $500 and I was like oh man if he spends that $500 to buy like a bunch of juice boxes I'm for sure gonna cry like absolutely gonna cry yeah that's adorable yeah, that's good. And then, oh, man, actually, this is also, like, he was already super cool, but this is also where I really got why people love Omar. Like, he's just – and Michael K. Williams was amazing in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I read about about him. He used to be. He was a dancer hey. for a long time. He, he's in like a Madonna music video. Really? Dancing. Yeah, he was a dancer for a long time. He wasn't even trying to act. And he went to some party, and uh, you know, trash got talked. Uh, tempers got high. Uh, and some guy that it was like there had a razor in his mouth, and they like had spit the razor into his hand, and then like slapped Michael K. Williams with a razor between his middle two oh, fingers, shit. and that's what that scar is. Because I looked up, it feels mean, but I had to know to just type and be like, what is the scar from? Yeah, god damn, uh, that's So he wild. Like, cut his face up with a razor. Fuck, that's why you don't go to parties. He's like one of the dis- like big scar actors. Yeah. It's him, that guy that's in like Sons of Anarchy, and he's in a couple other things that's got the che- the, the Glasgow, uh, the Chelsea Grin. Who's that? I don't know that. He's in Sons of Anarchy. The Buck, the Rebel <coughs> I think he's in Game of Thrones a little bit, too. Hmm, I don't know. There's a it's seal. an Irish guy. I don't know. Se- I don't seal has the scars. Huh? Seal. Oh, yeah, Seal. What is that? That's from, like, a disease, though. I believe right? it's from a disease. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Did he? That's not important. <laughs> is he still married to Heidi Klum? No, no. They got divorced, very sadly. Yeah. Well, RIP that, you know. They're a beautiful couple. Guess we're not all going to make it. I think they're still friends, but, um, you know. That's the way it goes sometimes. You Chris Pat, Anna Ferris. I know. What are you going to do? No. Star-Lord and the house bunny no longer <laughs> under the same it's room. It's tough. Being, dating someone in your profession is hard. Yeah. I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it usually ends up terribly. <laughs> uh, what is – oh, that's a fun – Omar also gets in a good line, too, when he's, like, in the police station and they're all fighting. And he's like, is this a bad time for y'all? Just like – like, which is another thing that's clearly been. I think at first I thought I was picking up on it, and I was smart. But now I'm just realizing I think it's a theme of the show that the police are not better organized or like more honorable or anything than the the criminal. I mean, more honorable or whatever. But they're not. It's not like just some scattered group of of people selling drugs. They're two real organizations that yeah. have a lot of stuff going on. Two sides of the same coin, my man. That's what we're seeing here. The drug lords and the cops, they're all the same people. Just one's in a suit and one's in a oversized beige shirt. <laughs> Just all beige. All Just beige. All a beige blob of a man. Yep, that's the dream. Um, yeah, and those big-ass sweaters. I want to start wearing big-ass Kooji sweaters. Yeah, so that does sound nice. I've been trying to wear bigger clothes. I think it's the style of the day. Bigger clothes? Yeah. Well, it's fashion cyclical. You know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, you can be fatter and get away, get away with it, so I'm going with that. Do that, yeah, oh. sure, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's just, it's exciting to make, see them start to make progress. Like, yeah, I mean, they have like <coughs> that full timeline of um of the murder of Brandon. They're like yeah. got all those payphones down. They have Stringer Bell's pager number. They have uh, Stinkums, maybe Stinkums pager number. Yeah, a couple of them really got saddled with shitty names. Stinkum, Stinkum, Poo, Poo. Why are they all shit? I hope they sh- team up. I hope it's Stinkum and Poo. Yeah. <laughs> Shitbird, shitty, shitty wreck. Yeah. Shitball. Yeah, there's so many bad ones. Uh, turd boy. <laughs> turd man. Uh, cornhole. Cornhole. Turd boy um, junior. Yeah. Uh, Skidmark. There's uh, so many. Uh, little little gerbil turds. You know, <laughs> the ones that sound like you're shooting BBs into the toilet bowl. Mm. That's that's the full nickname that he has. Yeah. His mm-hmm. little gerbil turds. You know, <laughs> the ones that sound like you're shooting BBs into a toilet yep. bowl. Fat shit junior. <coughs> well, is that all your notes, brother? 
We've gotten shit. I mean, I gotta, I, I gotta take one before we go. So, oh yeah, yeah. where are we going? We're going to to your show, Karma. Bad Karma, Ah, Karma Lounge every Friday. Every Friday night, Bad Karma. Eli, it's in a hookah bar. You can smoke inside, which is great or terrible depending on how you feel about smoke. I love it. I love smoking on stage. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you should pell it up most times. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah, it's it's really especially if there's two people in the crowd. It's a way to make it fun for yourself. You you brought the hookah on stage. No, you said that before, and that certainly wasn't. Somebody brought a hookah on stage as a as a joke and then burned themselves. Really? Yeah. Was it my friend BJ? <laughs> Might have been. Yeah, he came with his, he just came in with torch jeans on, Fuck. set himself on fire again. That kid's rad as hell. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad to be back in the wire. Like you said, now I am like now I want to watch the next episode. I'm yeah, I'm excited, excited too. Let's tell what we're gonna watch the next episode. I will have more of an idea what's going on next time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna fucking rip this it and rock it. We're getting back into it, folks. You get back into it, and we're gonna take this ride together. Yeah, you're we're your number one source for. Some thoughts about The Wire and mostly thoughts about uh, BJ, Casey's friend. My friend. So this is the BJ podcast. You want to hear more about BJ, give me a call. My number is five. No, I'm not giving my number. But uh, uh, find yeah, me no, online. Give me your number. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. Just hit me up. DM me on Twitter, Casey J. Slingo, Instagram, Casey J. Slingo, yeah. CaseyJamesLingo.com for all BJ-related information. <laughs> Yeah, go to B or go to BJ.com for all Eli-related information. <laughs> uh, it's just me sucking dicks online. He does it online. It's cute. Give me $5. I'll suck your dick. Five times. <laughs>